Hello fans of speed and welcome to the Audacity Speed podcast. I'm your host Valerie Muria and today I will be talking about the 2022 Italian Grand Prix. We saw a lot of things at Monza, so this one is one that I'm very excited about talking. So, let's begin. Let's start by talking about Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton had a grid penalty and he started at the back of the grid in P19 with Yuki Tsunoda. Throughout the race, Lewis performed some incredible overtakes and he got himself P5, which is 14 places up from the starting place. George Russell stepped on the podium again. He finished the race P3. He was not penalized, so his starting position was actually P2. But Charles Leclerc overtook him and George managed to finish P3. Speaking about Charles Leclerc, he didn't end up where he wanted to be because he finished P2 but obviously he was aiming for a P1 finish. The thing is that the team and Charles decided to pit while the virtual safety car was on and as soon as Charles started going to the pits, the virtual safety car ended which caused him to lose a lot of time against Mats and Mats overtook him and Charles wasn't able to overtake him back. This brought him down the possibilities of being able to win the driver's championship because he also started from pole position so a lot more was expected from him but you know things like this happen so we just have to accept them and move on. His teammate Carlos Sainz who was other penalized driver started in front of Lewis Hamilton and behind Mick Schumacher in P18. Carlos showed a lot of talent this race because he overtook several cars and managed a P4 finish. Just crazy to overtake 15 cars and just go up so much. And really congrats to Carlos because he has been on fire lately. Not literally, but kind of literally. But I mean more in the figurative sense of the word on fire because he's been really performing quite well. So that's really good for him. Mats Verstappen obtained his 11th race of the season and he's actually two wins away from joining Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel in the title of most race within a season and it is very probable that Mats will definitely beat this record too and just keep winning the races but of course we'll have to wait and see but right now the Red Bulls are very fast. The RB18 has been a very consistent car and despite having a rough start to the year, they've really been getting their things together and performing amazingly. Mats had a 5 place grid penalty and he started P7, but he was quickly able to get himself in a podium position in the second lap of this race. Jacob Perez has been a little inconsistent lately. He actually did not have a great race. He had a smoke coming out of a part of his car and you know this dropped him down to P20. And then he had quite a slow pit stop and he was able to be 6 and on top of that to add the unwanted cherry on top, Checo was also one of the drivers that was penalized and he had to start the race P13. Despite all these hardships, Checo really did shine and he took DHL's fastest lap award and you know, he definitely got some points so that was a great recovery from him. His lap time was 124.030. Now let's move on to a team that actually had the worst weekend, that is Ashton Martin. Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll definitely wouldn't want to repeat this weekend. Sebastian qualified P11 and Lance P12 just behind him. During the first half of the race, Sebastian had a little trouble and ended up having a DNF 
And a bit after that, Lance ended up having a DNF too, which means that Ashton Martin got zero points this weekend. It's honestly upsetting that this is all Ashton Martin can give to Sebastian. Despite this being his last season in Formula 1, I definitely thought that he would have a great season because, you know, he's a great driver and he really does deserve to end his career in Formula 1 with a gold end, you know, just end his career with really good results and just happiness but this is not what's been happening sebastian has actually been out in q1 he's had many dnfs no points and all of these things that are not really something that you'd want another team that had a rough weekend was Haas, and this was due to the fact that both drivers had grid penalties having begun p16 and p17 making kevin did not have the ability to go up and gain some points kevin finished p16 and mick was a little closer to the points with a p12 finish mclaurin had a 50 50 weekend they were really benefited by the grid penalties since Lando norris started the race p3 and daniel ricciardo started the race p4 but this didn't really play out because Lando lost a lot of positions in the first lap of the race and he also had a very 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 slow pit stop and then Daniel had a DNF which is very different from last year's result at Monza. McLaren were hoping to get something like that this year at Monza but it was impossible and he sadly had a DNF. The pressure is absolutely on for Ricciardo because he still hasn't gotten a contract for 2022 in Formula 1. And to be honest, I just think that he is not going to stay in Formula 1, which makes me really sad. And you guys would know this if you've listened to the deep dive into Daniel Ricciardo leaving McLaurin episode that I made when the news came out. And I'm a big fan of him and it saddens me that he still hasn't found a chair. So I think if I was him, I would try everything in my power to get that car to work because that car has not been good this year, okay? Last year, they were outperforming Ferrari, and now this year, they're trying to fight a Haas or an Alpine and all of these things, and it's just not the desirable results that Daniel wanted, much like Sebastian Vettel. Lando finished P7, and he scored some points. This kind of gave the team an advantage over Alpine, who also did not have a great weekend. Fernando Alonso had a DNF. He told the team that he felt something was wrong with the car, but it hadn't yet been detected by the system, so the team just told him to keep going, and then he had to go to pits and just retire off the race. Esteban Ocon had this crit penalty, and he had to start the race P14. He ended up P11, which was just one place away from P10 and scoring a point. Alpine are still with 125 points, and McLaurin have 107. This is now just an 18-point difference. Alfa Romeo, one of the Italian teams, so basically Valtteri Bottas was the last driver to have a grid penalty. Valtteri started the race P15 and he was actually in the point position for a bit, but then he dropped down to P13. His teammate Guan Yu Zhu had the pleasure to start P9 due to the penalty fill grid and he finished P10 which scored a point. After being on a streak of no points, Alfatari were able to score some things to Pierre Gasly. So he actually qualified P5 and ending P8. Yuki Tsunoda had a penalty too, actually. So basically, 
it's like mitts and that's why i say baltry was kind of the last one to have a penalty for this race basically apart from a lot of car changes yuki had a penalty because he did not have his seatbelt on up in a part of the dutch grand prix the weekend before when he was going to the pits because he had a dnf so this is definitely very unsafe to do because seat belts are always important whether you are a formula one driver going at 300 miles per hour or you are just a normal person driving seat belts are important and where you seal that guys yuki found himself with a p14 finish and now let's talk about williams Alex Albon was all good and well on Friday's FP1 session, but of course he was feeling sick, but he was just very strong to no show it, guys. So Albon actually couldn't drive anymore. The only sessions that he did were FP1 and FP2. And then Nick Debris was replacing Alex as he had gotten a surgery for his appendicitis. So Nick did incredible this weekend, you know? He actually got driver of the day, which was very deserved. A lot of fans voted for him, including me, because he deserved it. He did incredibly amazing for this to be his actual first time racing an F1 car. Because, of course, he's done tests before. And it's honestly so amazing because he was there for Ashton Martin on Friday to drive in their FP1 session with their car. And now he was needed at Williams. Nick had the opportunity to start the race P. Nick started the Grand Prix P8 and he actually held off many, many cars. And then he dropped down to P9. Nicholas Latifi, his teammate for the weekend, had the opportunity to start P10. But he did not perform as well as Nick despite the more experience that he has. Nicholas Latifi actually ended this race P15 and there were not cars behind him because the rest were all the guys who had a DNF. Now, I want to briefly talk about my opinions on the race. So, Nick DeVry did an incredible job and he still deserved driver today. Honestly, seeing him, he just really was born with this. He did an incredible performance and I just love seeing the support that the fellow drivers gave him because it obviously is overwhelming to be in F1 and especially Nick. He has been in the sidelines of Formula 1 for many, many years and this might be possible that he is going to drive for Williams next year. So, you know, he might be replacing Nicholas and join Alex Albon as his teammate. My favorite drivers this weekend were Carlos Sainz and Lewis Hamilton. They were able to do some great overtakes, get themselves in the points after the penalizations, really showing a speed and showing these great things. So yeah, they were my MVPs for this race. Careless mistakes such as beating early for Ferrari are the ones that cost them the wins guys so they really need to think through things because he was going to the pits charles was going to the pits as the virtual safety car was going on and then it ended so this you know cost him to lose lose time and he definitely was just a lot behind from Mats. so you know i feel bad for charles because despite being in ferrari it does have a price they don't really think about what they're doing and how they will affect them. So it's just kind of a lot to deal with as a Ferrari driver now. I think that Lando Norris is losing a bit of pace compared to what he had at the beginning of the season against Daniel Ricciardo. You know, he's actually not been performing quite well lately. This last two races, he finished P7. Yes, scoring points. But I don't know. I feel like something is going on either with him or the car or just... 
He's probably tired. I do not know, actually. I'm speculating, but he just hasn't been putting on the performance that he had been doing last year and this year. Of course, a lot of aspects are the car and all these changes and stuff. Now, 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 it's time for some weekend news. Felipe Dugrovic, the F2 2022 champion, Brazilian driver became the very first driver to be part of Ashton Martin's driver development program. Williams said that Nick DeVries has, open quote, nothing else to do, end quote, to prove his worth in the Formula One world for a seed in 2023, which supports what I say earlier about the fans believing that Nick is definitely going to get the Williams seed for 2023. I strongly believe it and I just can't wait to see it because he so deserves it. He's been waiting for many, many years, and it's honestly so close to happen. It seems like Nico Hulkenberg will be replacing Mick Schumacher in 2023, and this is nothing official, but he seems to be the strongest contender for Mick's seat, and now we just have to wait and see where Mick goes. Lewis Hamilton fans won the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix race result to be canceled out because of how different this race was with the safety car ending and you know even Total Wolf supports that the FIA decided to follow this rule not the literally canceling out the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix end but just following the safety car rule instead of having certain cars overtake the safety car and literally give them a certain advantage over the other cars. It is a rumor that Colton Herta, the young driver who is a contender for the AlphaTauri seat might be getting a test with Alpine and he is also kind of rumored to be getting an FP1 session with McLaurin. That was all for today's episode guys. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. Remember to be respectful of these drivers and everyone that is around you also remember to go follow the podcast instagram which is at all that speed pod lights out signing out bye bye